I just want to take a minute and just give God praise. Whatever just comes to comes out, just give him praise. Lord, we thank you and we give you all glory and honor. We praise your holy name. We call on your great name, Jesus. We call on your name as Savior. We call on your name, Healer, Deliverer. We thank you, Lord God. You are our Redeemer, and we give you praise tonight. We just thank you. We thank you. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God, for provision. Thank you, God, for healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the King, Jesus, our Savior. Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you, and I thank you, and I give you all glory and honor. All glory and honor and praise belong to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for moving. Thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for your presence, oh God. Glory, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't that feel good? Just to stand up and say, just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I mean, come on. You, you may know this, but you know, this weekend there was like hundreds and hundreds of people running around dressed up like Santa Claus. Just this pretend character. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, children. Just, just in case your mommy and daddies didn't tell you yet. But, oh, but here in the house of the Lord, I got to give you the truth. But there's this amazing person named Jesus, and he was born on Christmas Day. He's the greatest gift you could ever have. And if there's going to be a bunch of people running around dressed like Santa Claus, I don't know about you, but here tonight, I'm dressed in his righteousness. I'm dressed in his grace. I'm dressed in his love. I'm dressed in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, look, I just might, like Pastor Carter said, may run out of here right up on Broadway shouting that Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to give him praise. Somebody's got to shout the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I'm excited. I'm excited for the presence of God. I'm excited for the joy that we have in Jesus. I'm excited for good news. I'm excited that you're here because I know that God wants to do something in your life. And you're here tonight. So expect God to invade your soul tonight. Just go ahead and accept it. Praise God. You're better off knowing that Jesus is God, Savior, Lord, and King. And when he comes into your heart, he will turn your life upside down. Well, maybe I should say upside right. But when Jesus comes in, he makes you a new person. And when you say yes to Jesus Christ, you will never be the same again. And I'm going to tell you something. This is not something that you just attempt to process in your own thinking. But it has to be all God that comes in, moves in, and just radically changes your heart. Sit down, sit down before I get too excited and then we just start dancing and shouting, but I need to preach this word. But you hear what I'm saying, right? 
God is for real. God saves. He's alive. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's the reason for this season that we're in. That's it. You know, every good thing comes from God. Every good thing. All these good things you see around here in Times Square, on Broadway, just the lights and all of this and everything and the aesthetics, and it's just so much fun. But God's been kind enough to be able to give us these good things, but we cannot forget who gets all the glory, and that's Jesus. And if we attempt to enjoy Christmas without Christ, you have missed the whole reason for the season. So let's go to the Word. Anybody got their Bible tonight? Say amen. amen. Praise God. I'm excited to preach tonight. I've been away for a little bit. I took some time to rest with my family. It was a great time, but it's so good to be back in God's house. I went down to Virginia for a few days, spent some time with my mom and dad and my brothers and their families. We had a great time, lots of food, lots of love, lots of little nephews and my niece and everyone running around. But thank God we're back here, and I'm telling you, I'm just excited to be in God's house. I get excited when I know that there are people coming into God's house, and they're hungry, and they're in need, and they need God to intervene. And I don't know about you, but I know that there are some people here that need God to intervene, like tonight. I know it. I know that there are people that need God to intervene. I know that there are situations and things going on where you're like, man, God, I need you to show up. All right? I'm here in church. I need a word. Where God is that word. You know, the word became flesh and the word dwelt amongst men. Even though it may not be the word that you even want tonight. But I want you to know that when you go out tonight, if you hold true to this word, God will intervene. God will do things in your life. This word is everything. It is the GPS to your life. Some of y'all caught that. Some of y'all still trying to process that. The Word. The Bible says that it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Which means without the Word, there's no light. There's no lamp. You, this is why I'm always like, hey, you got your Word today because we're going to get into the Word. Because without the Word, you will be lost in this city. You will be lost in any city that you move about into. Without God's word, without God's word reminding you that you're loved, reminding you that he cares, reminding you that he's going to provide, reminding you that there's going to be breakthrough in your life, reminding you that he's going to stand in the way of the devil who attempts to destroy your life. And I go back to the word, I'm reminded that I have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me and I can stand and I can fight and I can put the devil's head under my feet and I can keep going by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to just preach myself and get excited if nobody's going to get excited with me. Because Jesus, for me, it, it's, he's everything. He's, he's the fullness of life. He's the fulfillment of life. He's the joy of my life. He's got to be the joy of your life. Without Jesus Christ as the joy of your life, you will continue to search for these temporary fixes that never fully satisfy. They don't. Nothing here on this earth can compare to the fullness of joy that we receive in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Luke chapter 1. Go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. My message tonight is titled, Let It Be. Luke chapter 1. If you got to say amen. If you need a little bit more time because you're downloading the Bible app on your phone right now, say amen. Amen. <laughs> 
<laughs> Luke chapter 1. Praise God, beginning with verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now remember, look up here real quick. Nazareth was known as a place of nothing. If we were to move along ahead beyond this particular moment in Scripture, there's a moment where Jesus is, is building his team. And so he's calling disciples unto himself. And there was a, a, a guy named Philip who told another guy named Nathaniel that Jesus is recruiting some brothers to roll out with him each and every day. And, 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 and Philip said, this guy, Jesus from Nazareth, is here. And, and you should follow him because I'm going to follow him. And, and, and Nathaniel said, oh, man, what good can come out of Nazareth? And then when Nathaniel was on his way to finally meet Jesus, Jesus said something already knowing because he was fully God and fully man when he walked the earth. But then Jesus said, man, there's no other true Israelite. And this, this Israelite has no deceit in his heart. This is what he said to Nathaniel. And he's basically saying, you're right, Nathaniel. Not too much good can come out of Nazareth. But here I am because I am the God of the impossible. I am Savior, and out of nothing, I can create something. Out of nothing, out of the little, something great can come out of that. And so every bit of the story of Jesus is a constant reminder that no matter what little is going on in your life, no matter what stuff is happening in your life, God can do something greater than your little. And so the angel Gabriel sent from God shows up in that little town of Nazareth, that place where it's known for nothing good to happen. But something good is about to happen. And the Bible says in verse 27, a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, greetings, oh favored one, the Lord is with you. Now look up at me, I love this, because for me, this is like the first Christmas greeting ever. Not a Christmas card, not a postcard, not a text, not an email, not a phone call. God sends this angel named Gabriel to a, a young teenage girl named Mary. In that place where nothing good can happen, a girl that lives in a place where nothing, nothing exciting happens, nothing significant, but God likes to go into those places where nothing significant is happening. God likes to step into the life of those people who think they're just living an ordinary life. God likes to just disrupt those who just think that they're just existing. God likes to step in and disrupt those lives who feel like they're just trying to survive. But when God steps in, you go from just trying to survive to suddenly thriving by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, God wants to disrupt your ordinary and do something extraordinary. And I'm not even going to declare it for 2020. I'm talking about right now. And Gabriel goes, greetings. Like, hey, what's up, little teenage girl? Nobody knows you, but God knows you. 
Nobody's paid any attention to you, but God's had his eyes on you the whole time. You might feel like you're nothing, but to God, you are something. Greetings, oh favored one. And oftentimes we feel like we need to earn God's favor, but in this particular moment, and for you and I tonight, God's favor is not earned. God's favor is given freely to you. Greetings, oh favored one. And then the angel says, the Lord is with you. Uh, I don't know. Imagine if Mary responded that way. I don't know. I mean, come on, I live in Nazareth. Emoji. I live in Nazareth. What good could come out of Nazareth? Let me tell you something. Never, never assume that God can't do something extraordinary in your life. That kind of thinking is how we think in the natural because of our sinful nature, the guilt that comes with that, the fear, the doubt, and the uncertainty. But when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you live a life that's extraordinary. You live a life that's supernatural. And so the, the angel, go, go back, go back to the text here. The angel of the Lord says, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Verse 29, if you still with me, say amen. amen. Now, of course, she's from Nazareth, right? So in verse 29, she's greatly troubled at the saying, and she tries to discern what sort of greeting this might be, as if, it's, if, it, uh, as if the greeting is some type of condemnation, as if the greeting is going to be some rebuke because she hasn't done much with her life, or as if the greeting is some way a setup for her uh, to be exposed for something that she did. But God is not in the business of condemning you and I tonight. He just wants you to know that he's with you, that he loves you, that he cares that he's merciful. And tonight, the Christmas greeting still stands for you and I tonight. Greetings, favored ones. The Lord is with you tonight. But of course, you know, Mary's just like, um, oh, wow, wow, wow. There's an angel in front of me. Hold on. I'm just, let me figure this out. That's what scripture gives us right there. She's like, whoa, hold, hold on. Um, yeah, this is really troubling. Never had an angel visit me. Um, definitely not in Nazareth. Who am I? But scripture says that who are we that we, that God is mindful of us. And David wrote that expressing this, they saying, man, right. We don't deserve the, this, the, the, the idea, or we don't deserve this wonderful truth that we're always on the mind of God, but we are, you're on the mind of God right now. He's thinking about you right now. The eyes of the Lord are on you. He cares. He has not forgotten you. You're not alone. And he will show up in your Nazareth to bring good news to you. And she's trying to figure it out, right? She's, oh, I'm troubled. I'm trying to figure this out. But you can't figure the supernatural out in the natural. Did you hear what I just said? You can't comprehend what God's about to do in the supernatural with your way of thinking in the natural. It has to be faith applied in order to receive this wonderful truth and the gift of Jesus Christ. And so the Bible says this in verse 30. Look at it. Everybody look at it in verse 30. And the angel said to her, don't be afraid. And he says it one more time. Mary, you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. 
and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. I love what the angel Gabriel is saying to Mary. In, in, in those few sentences, the angel is expressing to Mary that, listen, you're going, you're going to be pregnant. You're going to conceive and bear a son. His name is Jesus, and he's going to be great. And he's going to reign, and his kingdom will reign forever. It's almost like the angel had to come real quick and give her the short version of everything that's about to happen. So the, if you notice, Gabriel doesn't go, listen, you're going to bear a son, and then he's going to have like 11 to 12 disciples following him, and then there's going to be this one that betrays him, and then, you know, he's going to go, and he's going to go to court, and he's going to go to this trial, and then, you know, it's going to be a messed up trial, and your son's going to go on, he's going to go on to carry a cross up a hill. And then he, the angel just skipped over all of that and said, He's going to reign forever. You know, I love that. He's like, I don't have time to get into all the details of what's going to happen, Mary. You just need to know that the son that you are going to bear is the one that's going to save the world. He's going to have the victory. He's going to reign forever. This is going to be eternal forever and ever and ever. Oh, get ready, Mary. You see, that's that's an important detail to salvation. You and I have been given an eternal victory. Eternal. When you receive Jesus Christ, we say yes to God. We put our faith in him. We believe that Jesus went to the cross, died, and rose again on the third day. This gift of life is eternal when you say yes to God. We're going home one day. We're going to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever, and he's going to reign. And we're going to walk gold streets. And in my father's house, there are many mansions. In my father's house, there are many, many mansions. And that thought right there is kind of mind-blowing. But this is not a night for me to expound on heaven because I can get excited. But let, let me get back to the text. You with me? Say amen. amen. Now verse 34, watch. Mary says to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? So the angel's been doing all the talking up until now. Hey, Mary, greetings, highly favored. You're a favored, favored amongst, amongst women. Not favored above all women, favored amongst women. And hey, Mary, you're going to bear a son. His name's going to be Jesus. It's going to be great. And he's going to reign forever and ever and ever and ever. And so... She's getting this incredible, profound news, this supernatural news, right? And then she goes, okay, um, yeah, so how's that supposed to happen since I'm a virgin? And, and, and in that moment, she's just asking this question, practically speaking. And even though she asks this question simply in the natural, I love the response because it's a supernatural response. All your questions that you have for God, for Jesus, regarding your faith, regarding Christianity, God will always respond to your questions in a supernatural way. He will not condemn you for your questions. He will not change the plan because of your questions. 
But what he wants you to do is receive his supernatural answer in faith. Receive it. And so the Bible says this. The angel answered her in verse 35. You with me? Say amen. Look at it. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And I love this. She asked this simple question. How's this supposed to happen? Never been with somebody. Never been with a man. I'm not married yet. I'm engaged, but I'm not married yet. And this is going to be really awkward to explain to my fiance that you say that I'm going to be carrying a child. It's really overwhelming to me. Hey, Gabriel, can you help me out here? How is this supposed to happen? And two things are very important in this conversation with Mary and Gabriel. One, the Holy Spirit is going to be upon you. Two, the Almighty God will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will be in you and the power of God will dwell over you. That's the answer to every question that you have for God. The Holy Spirit is going to dwell in you. That is power given to you to overcome every trial, every circumstance, every doubt, and every fear. And everything that's confusing to you and everything that doesn't make sense is answered in knowing that you have the power of the Holy Spirit given to you. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you are able to move forward without fear, but in the power of Jesus Christ. Not only is the Holy Spirit in you, but the Holy Spirit is covering you as you go. She says, man, how, he says, Gabriel, she says, Gabriel, how can I do this? He said, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to be in you. Holy Spirit's going to be over you. And therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, and I love Gabriel. He's like, let me, let me throw a testimony in there for you real quick. In verse 36, your, your, your relative, your cousin, Elizabeth, she's real old. I love this. Gabriel says it. Your, your cousin Elizabeth in her old age. Um, she conceived a son. And, and this is the sixth month with her. I mean, she's six months in. Yeah, your cousin who's of old age. You see, Mary needed to hear a testimony of somebody else that has experienced something supernatural. This is why church, it's important for you and I who know Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, we got to talk about the supernatural things that God does in our life. You got to tell somebody this Christmas. You got to talk about it. You got to talk about how God has provided. You have to talk about how God has done a breakthrough in your life. You got to testify and let God know, listen, I was once in darkness, but now I'm standing in the light because I've experienced the supernatural power of God. And so even Gabriel knew, listen, Mary's not quite convinced. Let me tell you about your cousin. Yeah, your old lady cousin. The one that's like real, real old. Never had any children. Oh, by the way, Mary, she's six months in. That's right. She, she, got, she got a little, little baby up in there too. And then Gabriel says something that you need to circle and highlight and circle again and again and again. Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Everybody look at it. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. That's your word for Christmas. 
That's your word for Christmas. You highlight it, you underline it, for nothing will be impossible with God. Hey, Mary, you still have any questions? I just need you to know nothing will be impossible with God. Hey, Mary, hey, whoever's out here, I know you feel like you're still living in Nazareth and you are lost in New York City. Nothing will be impossible with God. Hey, those of you that think you're less than, those of you that think you're insignificant, those of you that think you kind of just fly under the radar, nobody cares about you. There is nothing impossible with God and God's eyes are on you. Greetings, oh favored ones. The Lord is with you. And nothing, nothing, you know that impossible situation that you're thinking about right now? Nothing is impossible with God. For those who put their faith in Jesus, for those who say, God, here I am, because it's very important what happens next in order for us to really fully comprehend and understand what God is trying to say. Because once Mary hears this, as soon as Mary hears that nothing is impossible with God, then Mary says this. Look at it with me. Verse 38. And Mary said, behold, meaning, okay, meaning, yep, meaning, I got it, meaning, check, meaning, yes, sir, meaning, all right, meaning, I'm down, meaning, let's go. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel was like, that's good enough for me. And the Bible says the angel departed and that was the end of conversation. After Mary finally said, let it be. You see, when you know that you serve a supernatural God, your final response is let it be. After all the questions, after all the uncertainties, after all the doubts, after all the fears, but when you know that God is going to work it out, when you know that he's faithful, when you know that you have a Savior who went to the cross, let it be. It doesn't matter what you're going through tonight. Let it be according to your will, oh God. It doesn't matter your circumstances. Let it be, God, according to your power and your mercy and your grace. It doesn't matter what people are saying about you. Let it be, God, according to your word. I'm good as long as I got you working it out on my behalf for me. It doesn't matter what your boss has done. It doesn't matter whether you got the bonus or not. Let it be according to your word because, God, I know you're going to provide. It doesn't matter whether your boyfriend broke up with you for Christmas and you can't figure it out. Let it be according to your word because I know God you got better for me let it be let it be according to your word stop stressing yourself out over this stuff that's going on let it be according to your word let it be and stand firm and stand in faith and trust that you will see the God of the impossible do something supernatural in your life. He's coming to your Nazareth and he's going to birth something in you. He's going to birth new life in you. He's going to birth his power and his grace and his mercy. You're going to feel it right down to your soul because it's the power of Jesus Christ. And there's no greater power. There's no greater fulfillment in life. Let it be. Let it be. Tonight, I want you to lay down the questions. Tonight, I want you to lay down the uncertainty. And I want you to say, let it be. God, you might be going through some things tonight, but let it be according to your word. Let it be. God, birth in me new life. Birth in me your truth. 
God, give me your Holy Spirit. You see, remember that sealed it for her. The Holy Spirit will be in you. And the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. Let it be. If that's your prayer tonight, let's do it together. Let's do it together. For those of you that have been, you've been in your Nazareth going, man, what good can come out of this? Who am I? Already this Christmas looks bad. Already I just don't even see what, what's about to happen in 2020. But you're here tonight, so let it be according to God's word. Let it be. Lay it down. Lay it down. We see the front of our, our sanctuary here in the house. We, it symbolizes the altar of God, the house here. And so when we invite people to come to the front, it's symbolic of you and I saying, let it be God, and we lay it down. We lay down sin. We lay down fear. We lay down people. People. Some of you got to lay down some people. <laughs> some of you have been carrying people too long. You can't figure out why you're angry this Christmas. Stop trying to bear the burdens of other people. I don't know who I'm talking to, but let it be according to God's word. He can carry weight that you can't possibly even think of. Stop trying to carry stuff in the natural when you have a supernatural God who took it all to the cross. So let it be. Let it be. I feel like there's relationships in here tonight that need to be let go. But it's hard to let go when you haven't said to God, let it be according to your word. Ah. Sometimes we hold on to relationships that we shouldn't be in. I can't let go. I can't let go. I definitely can't let go right now. It's Christmas. He kind of hinted to me or she kind of hinted me to me the gift that I'm about to get. But you know the relationship is an absolute mess. Now, I'm not talking about married couples. I'm talking about people dating, people that are boyfriend, girlfriend, people that are just moving about. And some of these relationships that you know tonight, you got to let go. But you can never truly let it go unless you say before God with a broken heart and a humble heart, let it be according to your word in my life. And then when you say let it be, then God intercepts the, 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 the stuff that you're being bombarded with and you will experience the love of Jesus Christ that will so satisfy you and you won't need that other person in order to be fulfilled listen why do you why do you think the Holy Spirit showed up got there before Joseph could get there if you know what I'm talking about and also came to Joseph too, because remember Joseph was about to divorce Mary because it didn't make any sense to him. He's like, uh-uh-uh, she pregnant? Oh, no. And no, she got to go. He was like, I'm going to do it on the low, but she got to go. <laughs> and remember, he had a dream. Remember the, remember the angel of the Lord came to him and said, no, 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 don't, don't you divorce her because she, the, the child that she carries, that child was birthed in her through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, rise up and go. Now, remember, he got up out of his sleep, and the Bible says that he moved forward with Mary, but he was not intimate with Mary until Jesus was born. Why? Because man cannot get in the way of the supernatural work that God wants to do. 
God doesn't need man to do what he's going to do in your life. When God wants to burst something in you, it is all from the Holy Spirit. But I need this relationship. No, you don't. You need the work of the Holy Spirit. But I love her. Or I love him. I mean, he don't really go to church, but I love... That was my second message for tonight. Uh, let it be. Let's, let's come before the Lord and let's let it be and let's lay it down. Let's worship the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Pray this prayer with me. I surrender my life to you alone, Jesus. I believe in faith that you died for me on the cross and you rose again on the third day. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a new person. Remove the fear in my life. Remove the doubt in my life. Give me the courage to go forward and trust you, trust you alone with my life. I am your servant. Let it be according to your word. Do a supernatural work in my life. My faith is in you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Church, can we just extend our hands to our brothers and sisters, those of you that are in the house? Prayer team, just rest a hand. The prayer team has lanyards on. They're gonna just get to you. Just gonna, they're gonna rest a hand. Just the prayer team that have lanyards. That that prayer team is has been given authorization to and the freedom to just rest a hand on your shoulder. They're, they're here to pray for you and stand with you. Lord, I just thank you for your sons and daughters that are here this evening that have stepped forward boldly laying down those things that have been a burden, that have been a weight, that have held them back. Lord, whatever it is, I believe now that they are free from it by the power of the Holy Spirit that is moving in right now for every heart that believes in faith. Now, God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit move in like a mighty rushing wind right here through across the house in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that your power, God, your mighty hand of authority, your mighty hand of grace would overshadow them now in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing. God, I pray for breakthrough. And every person here in your house from the front all the way to the back, those who have said, let it be according to your word. I just pray now for freedom in the name of Jesus. New life in the name of Jesus. Let it be, God. Let it be according to your word. Now birth in your people, birth in your children, birth in your daughters, in your sons, new life. Birth in them now. Lord God, something new. The joy of the Lord. The joy and the peace of God now. Rain down and shower them, Lord God, by the power of your Spirit. 
God, I thank you for your presence. So we ask you, God, let it be. Let it be according to your word. God, I'm asking for rest tonight for my brothers and sisters as they go home tonight. The peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit now abide, overshadow, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All glory to God.